So hi, welcome to the Good Nights Podcast. We're here with Sky from Super Whatever. We're going to ask him some questions. I'm going to start. Uh, what inspired you to start the band? That's a good question. Um, I okay. You guys, you guys are going to get some like deep, oh. deep info. Oh so okay, some info that I don't like sharing. Um, oh, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, I do want to. Uh, okay, so, all right, cool. Uh, I was in a band before this, which people can do the research and find that. Um, but I was I was a bassist my whole life. I've been playing bass since I was ten, and so this is the first project that I wanted to start my own thing. Um, I had been in a lot of different bands where I was treated pretty poorly, and it's just kind of like different personalities, obviously creative differences but also like some people were just kind of like not uh kind people mm -hmm. and so i wanted to start my own project where like those type of people didn't ruin my opportunity because there'd be people who just had bad um bad like communication skills and mm -hmm. would like inadvertently hurt people's feelings and we would lose opportunity and so i was like okay I just wanted, like, I feel like if I was manning the ship, this could go a lot further just because <laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't say they have like bad people skills, but I just, I really pride myself in my people skills. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to start my own thing and I had already written four songs, which are, which is pretty much the whole EP other than the demo, which I added later, okay. um, right before it came out that will work for food. Um, I wrote that EP when I was 21, okay. I recorded it and released it when I was 23. And that's right before I got signed um, to Hopeless. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the whole point of me starting Super Whatever was to like, this is my first band. This mm -hmm. was my way of doing it my way. This is yeah. my way of kind of, um, it was also my last attempt. So I, this was going to be, if you talk to a lot of artists, you'll hear like people talking about like their kind of, and a last ditch effort in the industry like this was my chance to prove to myself that i could do it for myself and if it didn't work this time i would go shave my face and get a sit down job you know yeah yeah, yeah. well yeah. i think oh, yeah. i think it's working out yeah. honestly you guys are doing like super good and yeah yeah, yeah it's doing pretty crazy stuff right now it is. i'm really excited yeah you should be yeah, yeah. awesome good for you guys so uh, what is your writing process like and how do you think it's changed since like your first EP? Um, Y'all are pro. Uh, my <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I love this. Um, can you repeat the question? Sorry, I was just kind of like stuck. Oh yeah, it's okay. So what is your writing process like and how do you think it's changed since your first EP? EP. Okay. Um, I used to just write words down because i wasn't that good sorry i'm like holding it's okay, it's okay. Um, i used to just write words down um i have been writing poetry for years and years and um it took a friend being like oh look you can play guitar to this like i said i play bass so i had a i learned guitar about four years ago um and i play in open tuning and so playing in it's called dad gad which is like a d modal open scale mm -hmm. um it makes it a lot easier because you only have to have like one chord phrasing um, on guitar. And so I started writing just poems and then trying to like shove them in to like chord structures. So like mm -hmm. someone's more somehow is like that swing meter, but I didn't know it was going to fit into a song. I just wrote a, that poem. Actually, I was at a um, my daily job and I came back to work and showed I like went to take out the trash, wrote that, and then walked back and showed my coworker, and he was like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it just started out with poetry, and then I slowly was like, "Okay, I'm finding the chord progressions I like," which you'll see a lot in the first record. It's very like D to G, mm -hmm. um, and so I knew that it was like simple chords, simple melodies. I'm new at this. I'm just gonna write like Catherine with a K is very simple D to G progression, um, and uh yeah so that's how it started but now i'm getting into a place where i've been doing a lot of collaborations and a lot of stuff where that i'll be releasing soon but a lot of it's more like writing intentionally for a song so the lyrics still just kind of flow out of me but it's very like structured 
Mm-hmm. And I actually feel really confident about that because I used to be able to like someone smart somehow or like Benjamin Alphabet. I could write a million words to say one thing, but I feel like I can, I'm starting to write less words and kind of emit the same emotion. So I'm feeling really confident about that now. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right. Good. That's awesome. Good to hear. Genuinely. Mm-hmm. So you. I feel like we kind of, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but I feel like I want to go more in depth with it. So, uh, so how do you feel about the rate you've grown since your first EP? Um, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to equate it. I feel like we're growing fast, but I have this bad habit of looking at other bands that are bigger than me Mm -hmm. and seeing their track records and their growth record, like just growth tracks and being like, okay, am I growing at a good pace? And then I look at bands smaller than me. I'm like, oh, these bands have, you know, been doing it for five years and they're not even where I'm at. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously I am so appreciative and like i know that i am privileged being a uh you know cis white male from southern california but i was like okay i like and i i want to admit that and i want to always be honest that like i i have been given opportunity and i think that's a big reason why i want um i want to be a part of like um the lgbtq community and the um just people of color who don't have as much opportunity because i feel like it's only right. And mm-hmm. um, it just makes me feel like I'm helping. But anyway, I uh, I feel good about it. I feel like like this year was the first year that we started making money. And oh, I, I've never congrats. really like, made money before at Super Whatever. This headlining tour um, was the first mm-hmm. time. And so like, I think from an outside perspective, it looks like, oh my gosh, people this year have been like, you're blowing up. I've heard you on the radio. You're blowing up. I saw you on TikTok. And it's funny because I'm like, I know artists that I'm like, they're blowing up. Mm-hmm. They've blown up. And I see me, I'm like, I think I'm, I'm growing pretty quickly, but I don't have that sensation of like, wow, like things are being like, it feels like everything I've worked for has been met with opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't feel as much of like a, I'm blowing up. It feels like it's grown pretty rapidly, but mm-hmm. it just feels like I've put a lot of work into it to get to this place mm-hmm. and my team and my manager and the bands that have supported me. So what do you think? Can I ask, am I allowed to ask that yeah, question? Of what course. do you think? Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, I, I think that you guys are growing, like you said, at a very fast rate, like mm-hmm. um, looking just like at this album and what you've put mm-hmm. out. I, I think that you guys have, I'm going to say it blown up. Like, yeah. at least in the perspective of where you guys were for, with the first album and where you're at sure. with the second album. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, okay. I, I agree. I'm going to piggyback on what he said. You guys are definitely, like, right, like, blowing up. Because compared to what you've done, uh, just, I don't know, I'm stuttering. But, like, you guys are That's doing okay. great. Yeah, you guys are doing great. And you guys are getting bigger. And it's what you guys deserve, genuinely. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I agree. Because, like, the last time I saw you, I feel like like things have changed so much since the since I saw you live I feel like it's just so many I don't know it's just, I, I do feel like you like everything has grown and it, and I'm you deserve it and I just think yeah. It's, yeah. I, I think it's great yeah. anyways I mean <laughs> yeah I think I think the funny thing about um even back I if I'm like looking down at my feet right now I'm like okay do I feel like a big band now do I feel like a middle small band sure i'm growing i'm bigger than what i was but then i think just back to that set it off tour i'm like i'm so much bigger than that like Mm -hmm. exactly the amount of people in the rooms the amount of people singing our songs the amount of people who came to vip like i got to do vip Mm -hmm. that's like incredible and like people were excited to be a part of that like i've never had that before lines out the door like that is new but i don't it's like everything feels like it's moving at just a slow enough pace to where it's like, okay, this is the natural progression, right? Yeah. But then I look back and I'm like, oh, whoa, I've grown a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Almost like the, the calm before the storm, I, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You brought up the Super Whatever tour. Like you were on tour with Super Whatever opening for them a year ago. And this past year, you went on your first full US headlining tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's set enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Do, uh, I mean, I remember specifically during the tour, like I remember like the little group I was in. We were all crying during your songs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but yeah, I remember it being everyone. You were, I remember everyone was very like hyped for your set. I remember that. So, um, so moving along, 
What does your band name mean? <laughs> Good questions. Um, it's funny. No one asked me these questions. I'm like, doesn't someone want to know? Like when I, my favorite band was the chariot. And I was like, I am going to know everything about the chariot. I'm going to know what every single word means, what every single member's middle name is. Like I was obsessed mm -hmm. and I feel that we're getting there, but like no one asked me, like people were like, super whatever. That's funny. I'm like, oh, oh, we, <laughs> want, we need to know the deep, exactly. the deep questions. Okay. We ask them here. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so my band name is super whatever. And it has a couple different meanings. One, um, I really liked the idea. It's kind of like grown into different meanings, but originally there's this artist, 1994 exclamation point. They only mm -hmm. have music on Bandcamp. You should go look them up. They open for Algernon Cudwallader, um, Snowing and Joyce Manor, which was a tour I saw in San Diego when I was in high school. Um, I was blown away by the opener, 1994. Um, it's just a drummer and a guitarist which is funny because that's what super whatever is um, now, but blew my mind. Um, their lyrics are super introspective and amazing. Um, 1994 split off. The lead singer started a pro uh, like acoustic thing called good crime um, in Philadelphia. And then their drummer moved to Europe and started a project called Nah NAH. It's just amazing music, but good crime. He released his first album called super whatever. And okay. um I wanted to be a part of that like scene it was like it's referred to as like twinkle daddy scrams um just emo music um like the 1975 talks about Algernon Cudwallader like it, there it's just like legends in the like midwest Mid midwest emo is a term for it too but I was super inspired by them I kind of came after them I wanted to show my appreciation for that scene um so I used that name um and I actually reached out to the lead singer and he was like, oh yeah, you can use it. That's cool. Um, wow. But I took off one of the E's on whatever, um, just so it wouldn't, I don't want to copy copy, but I was like, I'm going to pay homage to this artist. Um, but then I really liked the idea because super whatever in its like roots is a suicide awareness and prevention project. Okay. And so I wanted, um, there's like this like magnificence of like super something being super important and then whatever like not of no importance and it's like i feel like that it helped me understand and embody um depression and like um people struggling with uh like those tendencies because it's mm -hmm. like for my cousin and you know for myself because i've struggled myself um my cousin who i wrote about in someone somewhere somehow is about one of those things where it's like i had no idea that he was sad I had zero idea, something yeah. that is super important, but he treated it as if it didn't matter. And obviously in his heart, he didn't realize how much we cared and the significance of that. Um, and so I wanted the words to kind of reflect that, like this is something that is super important, but I'm going to kind of hide the meaning and people who are looking for it will be able to find it. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. And then I took off one of the E's and I just like numbers. So that's 12 letters. The first record was 12 songs. Um, and never nothing is 12 letters. And then melancholyism was 13 letters, which ended up changing. I changed the name to don't you want to be glad, but that's 13 letters and we have 12 tracks and we're about to like, we're going to be releasing a 13th track, like little secret stuff, but yeah. Wow. Damn. Wow. We're learning. I so yeah. I had no clue that. Wow. Okay. That was awesome. Oh my god! Yeah, go, go tell everyone else because <laughs> I oh. like I hear stuff about bigger bands that have these like secret, deeper meanings, and I I hear it from the fans, but like no one's asked me yet. But I'm always like I, I hide so many deeper meanings. I have like EP artwork in like music videos, and like I have I'm wearing a 1994 shirt in the Bloomfield music video. Like I hide stuff like that, but like no one ever asked. So I'm like I guess I'll just make myself excited <laughs> I, yeah. I respect it seriously yeah. i love that the amount of the dedication that you put into it and the thought that's that's crazy hopefully yeah. now that it's out there people start asking those questions yeah yeah I'm like hiding easter eggs for, for the, the one kid that was like me okay mm -hmm. i like that that's awesome I'm so glad we did this yeah, okay. Honestly. <laughs> okay so so this this is another deep question but so i feel like you're uh the sounds on every album have kind of changed a little bit, like even if it's just a little bit, but uh, yeah. so do you think the next album will sound different too? Yeah, sure. 
I um, <laughs> I hear I've always wanted to make something big, and I came from like I didn't come from money, so I didn't have many like connections to make like a big sound or like a big video production or big stuff like that. And so hopeless stepping in really helped. But um, they are an indie, and I still am not like like money's not being dumped into us where I'm still using um, my resources just as much as they are theirs. And so um, a lot of that came with the sound. So like the EP I recorded in my friend's garage in, um, in Costa Mesa. And then the first album, we did a GoFundMe to pay for the flights to get to Tennessee. And then Hopeless paid for that first record that we did with my friend Seiji. Seiji and I, who actually taught me how to play bass. Like he is, one of my close friends, he recorded the first, uh, he recorded Never Nothing. Oh. We did that in his two-story house, recorded drums upstairs, guitars downstairs. It was really fun. Um, I love him. I love him like crazy. Um, he was actually at my wedding, but love him, love him. And then this new record recorded with one of the people that Hopeless recommended, which was Courtney Ballard, who did um, who did like water parks and um, a couple artists like that with kind of like a bigger sound. And so it's kind of been like opportunity is growing as I grow and it would be shameful if I like turn that down. So it's like, yes, the sound will change because opportunity is changing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So that'd be my answer. It's like, I'm not like actively like I need this. I was like, I don't want to rely on guitar as much because I'm becoming a better musician. That's why the yeah. record has less guitar. Cause I'm like, I'm not a guitar. I'm, I was never a guitarist. So I don't consider like, ooh, this record needs a lot of guitar. I was like, I'm a bassist. I want to go back to rooting this record in bass and drums yeah. and then like add guitar as a textural um, okay. note. So yeah, I just, I, I'm obsessed with create, just creating. And so whatever resources I have, I'm going to use, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. plenty of sense. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That was a great answer. I don't know. Your answers are amazing. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so- we also, we also didn't lose fans. If I would have like, if we put out this record and everyone was like, this record sucks. I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll like rethink some things. But every album people have been like, I love this record. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just keep doing what I want. Yeah. yeah. You guys yeah. have your, you guys have your core following and I don't think mm-hmm. you're going to lose them anytime. I soon. think yeah. that's yeah. good. Like, cause you just, you just kind of do what you want and we're just, all the fans are like, yeah, this is good. I like this. You know, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of trust with super or whatever, yeah. you know, I could see that. Yeah. And also, to be completely honest, for me, you haven't put out like a bad song. Um, so like, yeah, that's that helps. Um, so. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so, what artists would you say are your biggest inspirations when you write music? Um, I actually just made a TikTok about this, um, which oh, used yeah, to be I saw, I saw a cheesy sentence, but now it's getting cooler. Um, so. I, in my old project, I worked with a gentleman named Rob Kanelski and um, his like right-hand man, uh, Dave Baker. They were two people that were, um, Rob did the vocal, helped with vocal production on um, Believe by Justin Bieber. Like these are people, um, he just did, you'll see him behind um, Billie Eilish when she received her Grammys. Damn. Is that is wow. that for music? But he's like incredible. I think Grant, yeah, um, he's incredible, and I learned a lot from him and Dave back in the day. Um, very sweet people, but I was very fortunate to work with them, and so um, they taught me a lot about the music industry. And um, I feel like I have a leg up just because of the information that they imparted on us. Mm-hmm. Um, that just such wisdom. But he um, he told me that when making an album it's good to take a couple different influences and bring those like just iconic records to the table that, you know, like shaped generation or like change something, if not for like society, change something for you and take those and kind of like keep those in the back of your mind as you, um, as you make your music. So I'll just write songs. But then when it comes to recording, I'll like have these albums that I'm directly influenced by and I still have my voice and I still have my hands. So I'm always going to make something that is unique, but you can start to hear those influences on the record when you know this information. So 
that changes as well per record. I think that's really important as you develop your sound. But on my first, on um, the EP, I just recorded an EP and wasn't really thinking about this. But when it came to an album, first record, I, um, uh, I, the three albums that I brought to, to the table when recording that record was um, Cope by Manchester Orchestra, um, Thank You, Happy Birthday by Cage the Elephant, Ooh, and then right. um, uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh, how am I blanking on this? Um, Ozzy Osbourne's. Who? What's his band? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It's okay. It's okay. I can I... look it up if you want. Oh, I don't even want you to. Ozzy Osbourne's <laughs> band. Oh God, it's the self-titled album. It's purple on black. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, look it up. Okay. <laughs> Crazy Train. Not that album, but like that. That you know what I mean. That sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Black Sabbath. Oh my gosh. Black Sabbath. Um, Black Sabbath. Self. Black Sabbath. Self title because I didn't want to be too like indie rock. I wanted like some dark stuff. So that's why the record goes in kind of a darker direction. Okay. Um, and then this new record, um, the three albums were Blonde by Frank Ocean. Um, it was um, kind of just Rex Orange County in general, and yeah. then um, and then a lot of Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that like industrial sound and like um, We Sleep We Dream, yeah. and in Life, um, a lot of that was inspired by um, those sounds. So yeah, wow, nice. So awesome. uh, speaking, I'm going to give you a lot of long-winded answers. I hope that's okay. It's oh, okay. that's it's fine. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> we, got, we got a bunch of questions, and we <laughs> yeah, wanted great. the big answers. It, um so speaking of your new album um i wanted to ask why are there periods after every single song title is there a reason for that yeah so thanks for asking um so i'm really into symbolism you're gonna you're just gonna get every secret to everything Um, i'm really into symbolism and um i don't know if you noticed but the first record I'm going to take it a step back. The first album is called Never Nothing. Mm -hmm. What's wrong? It's nothing. It's never nothing. Pay attention to the people you love and um, dig deeper when someone says that they're okay because sometimes people aren't okay. Um, Second record was going to be called Melancholism, which is like, okay, now I've grown from this place of not being able to share how I'm feeling. Now I know how I'm feeling, but I don't know what to do with that information. And Mm -hmm. so this was my process of healing. And I wanted to, I literally thought of this to heal. I was like, I'm unhappy with myself. I'm depressed. I'm um, a lot of self-hatred. And um, I developed, um, it's called Harmo CD, like back in the day when my parents divorced. But I was struggling and I needed help. I needed therapy. I needed something. And so I was like, I'm going to make three albums to kind of push me in a direction to show my growth to someone else. So you, someone else can see how therapy works and how I can get, um, get help, get healing. And so the second record was called Melancholyism. Um, which I changed to don't you want to be glad because melancholism was like somber and sad mm-hmm. and I was like no I I don't want to be here anymore I want to show people that I want to grow up. so that don't <laughs> you want to be glad is like why am I still sad if I'm trying to heal and I'm still depressed like I thought I wanted to be happy but why am I still like causing issues with my friends why am I still um, making bad decisions and connecting with the wrong type of people that type of stuff so the next record is going to be a self-titled, which is like, okay, I've finally made it to a place that I feel healthy and whole. Okay. Anyway. Well, this is so deep. It's going to make me cry. Thanks. <laughs> Never Nothing. I don't know if you saw the artwork, but it has the Braille yeah. over the hands. Um, yeah. That's that's the kind of the concept of um, it is a language that you can read if you understand the language. Mm-hmm. And so that was like what Never Nothing was. is like, okay, People are struggling. I'm struggling. I don't understand why I'm struggling. You know, like there are, um, I don't have the emotional wholeness and the emotional intelligence to understand what I'm feeling. Like my parents um, were verbally abusive and um, borderline negligent. Like I wasn't raised to understand my feelings. So the dots were like, I don't understand it. I can't read it, but I know I want to learn it so I can figure it out for myself. So that's what um, therapy is for me. And so the second album, I took those that concept of the dots and on the album artwork, it's the connect the dots. So it's like, okay, now 
all I need is the tool and I can connect these for myself. Like I can, I can take those, um, those initial braille dots and now I can put them into like a tangible form. So connect the dots. If you look at the dots on the back of the vinyl, um, it connects to make the sideways smiley face with a question mark, okay. which is, oh, the, so which cool. is the, don't you, the, don't you want to be glad? That's what the smiley question mark is like, don't you want to be glad? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the inside of the vinyl, there is a connect the dots that follows a poem about um, me kind of coming back to my faith. And it's the um, torn at both sides. I reach for the door. I don't. Blah. It's that poem. And it's about finding that melancholism. But if you connect those dots, it makes a, um, a wishbone, which is my symbolism for um, divorce because when you pull on both sides you end up with one being larger and i didn't know which side to choose for my parents so and i have that tattooed to my body which i tattooed on my body during never nothing on my chest and i took pictures of that and that was kind of symbolizing um album too so the dots um, represent the smile with the question okay wow i like this is insane i'm like yeah yeah And before we move on to the next question, I just want to thank you for being like so open about your past experiences and yeah. mental health as a whole. Of course. I, I seriously just respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad it helps people because it's like the only way that I've known how to get healthy is through vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So I do it mostly for myself, but the fact that it like helps other people is incredible. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Okay. So- you have no idea just like how inspiring it is, like for real. Yeah, genuinely. Thank like, you. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> it's okay. What? Keep going. Keep going. Oh, um, okay. So the next question is, shoot. Okay, something freaking moved it. Give me one second. It's okay. Sorry, I cut one of the questions out because he he answered the thing about the artwork. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's it's okay. No, it's 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 no problem at all. Okay, so this is a personal question um, for me. Will you do another track like Eternity Complex? Because like it's so good and it hit me like really hard, and I was wondering if you were gonna do that again, something similar to that on the next album. Um, my response is: Do you follow me on Tumblr? No, I need to. <laughs> Eternity Complex. I wrote in 2017 2018 okay and it's been on the super you just super whatever spelled super whatever dot mm-hmm. tumblr.com mm-hmm. um that's been on there forever but i usually just go back to that tumblr and pick a poem and put it on a record so okay. someone somewhere somehow is on that um benjamin alphabet's on that i have like a huge beard oh, in that video um i'm thinking next record i'll do the first poem which mm-hmm. is um uh I don't remember what it's called, but it's about, um, it's about kind of the whole like embodiment of, um, struggling with suicidal, um, thoughts and, um, correlating it back to, to war and things like that. Okay. So might do that one. Might do space cadet. I might do, I have a couple different ones that I'm toying with the next record, but yes, that's the plan. I've done it every album. So the, yeah. uh, the EP will work for food and Benjamin alphabet were from that. Um, the first album. Um, oh, it was from that. You can go find it. If you, okay. if you look at it, I, mm-hmm. uh, I usually pull from my old poem page on Tumblr. So, yeah. Awesome. So do you think that would become like just a staple for your albums? Do you always just have a poem that you pulled back from your past? Yes, every record ha- is going to have a poem, an instrumental, a short thing, and it's usually, I usually write 10 songs, a poem, and an instrumental. Okay. Okay, that's okay. awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I was wondering, like, so how did your feature with Lost Boy happen on I Want to Be Cool? Um, that's a good question. I, uh... I can't rap. I mean, I might, I might have a song coming out with, um, with rap on it. But Ooh. Ooh. okay, wait, would you be I, the one rapping? Yeah. Oh, so, shit. oh my god. I don't know if it'll. Well, yeah. Um, so we'll exciting. see if it comes out. We'll see if I. Feel okay. So, um, Lost Boy is the first person that I've ever co-written a song with ever 
other than Courtney in the studio, first person I've ever written a song with. So that's not true. I actually wrote a song with Austin right before that. Oh, oh, oh. from Water Parks. Oh, that was the yeah, first yeah. person. Sorry, that was a lie. Second person I ever written a song with. Austin wasn't a feature though, obviously. He's not from better. Yeah. yeah. But if you listen to better, I feel like you can kind of hear like the water parks influence of like mm-hmm. the melodies, like the da 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 yeah. Like it's very like he puts a lot of movement in his melodies. I don't. Mm-hmm. So like Catherine with a K has like no movement in the melody. It's like da 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 It's like very stagnant. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Lost Boy. We wrote a thing. I really like um, Frank Ocean. I really like Rex Orange County. I really like people who are like this like suave but nerdy R&B thing mm-hmm. that I don't know how to describe, but I really like that. I like that style of sound. Um, and so we were talking about that and I was like, I also want to make a song on this record that addresses the fans because I feel like I've written so much music about me. I've written like the EP is about me and relationship. The record's about me and relationship. I wanted to yeah. make an album. I'm sorry. I wanted to make a song that was directed to the fans mm-hmm. of like, Hey, this sounds different. You notice that. How do you feel about that? Is that, am I still doing something respectable? Am I still doing something cool? Am I still doing something that like you even want to hear? Because at this point, I didn't know if people were going to accept this new record. I'm done trying to be fired. And so we wrote a rap because I was like, I just want to write something nerdy mm-hmm. and like vibey. And we had the track and I was like, this is just beautiful. I love how like the drums are have like this latency that's really pretty. It's like kind of off. They're off um, the grid and it's really nice. So yeah. I actually went to record the rap that we had written together. And um, the name drops, it's supposed to be very like tongue in cheek. Like I'm not a rapper. Like I'd like to be like Frank and Drake and Billy. Like Frank Ocean and Drake are like esteemed rappers. Billy Eilish is like a little white girl. And obviously like she... <laughs> is like she has respect in the rap community but that's me like not knowing like that obviously like she's different like out of the three of them she's the one that doesn't fit in but i'm like i want to be like these rappers but i'm like i don't know who i'm talking about or like Mm -hmm. um the like post malone reference or stuff like that yeah um i wanted it to come across as like i don't know what i'm saying i'm trying to be cool i'm trying to use the right terms like i say money moves it or he says money moves at some point which is like a cardi b reference like i'm like trying to like embody rap culture but i'm just missing all marks anyway i tried to record the rap like i Mm -hmm. went into the studio i recorded the rap for myself i rapped it and i was like i sound horrible (laughs) like i cannot i don't know how to make this sound cool would would he be down to hop in the studio to record it and we hit up a couple different people we hit up um actually hit up dominic fike who was um I don't know if you've heard his name. He was um, at the point at the time he was a lot smaller. He's really big now, but yeah. he's with like the Brockhampton crew and all those people. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I really liked his single and I, it was right when it came out. I was like, let's hit him up. Let's see if he's down. He didn't respond. Um, but, <laughs> but I was like, wait, you know what? What if like, what if Lost Boy did it? Like what, what if, um, what if he was into it? And so we hit him up and he's like, I'd love to. And I think it turned out amazing. Like, oh yeah, I think that is the like unsung hero of the record. I think that is like the vibiest, prettiest song on the album. Definitely. That and Melancholy is, I'm sure, like a similar emotional range. But yeah, that's kind of how it turned out. Was I didn't feel comfortable rapping it, and so, alas, the first super whatever feature. And now I have, I'm working on seven right now. Feature like seven uh, features. Seven. Wow. Holy shit. Oh, Wait, that's... can can you like leak any names? Are you can you do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the ones that are confirmed right now, there's um, Mark Hoppus. Okay. Okay. Ooh, that's huge. That's big. Yeah, that yeah. is huge. I'm very fortunate to have that. Um, yeah, congrats to on have that. him as a mentor. Now, mm-hmm. during tour, I tweeted at him, and he was like, "Cool, let's make a song." Um, wow. Damn. Yeah, insane. Um, I'm working on a song with Marco. That's the one that I'm going to be rapping on. Um, okay. Marco, well, he opened for me in New York. Okay. He's he's a good friend. Um, 
I'm working on a song with Hush, which is, uh, his name is Laban. Um, mm-hmm. His artist name is Hush. He was actually the guitarist of my old band um, mm-hmm. when I played bass and he started his new project. And I was like, I want to like, he deserves so much. And so I'm like, I want to make a song with you. I have a little platform. Like, let's, let's bring you in. Um, I have a song coming out with Veins, who's a new artist on Hopeless Records. Um, I have a song with... I'm talking to Dallin Weeks from IDK House. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, my that's God. Like, that's, that, it's like, we haven't really worked, though. We're, ta- yeah. we're just talking about it. I'm talking with um, Josh from Bad Flower about a song. But we're like, those two... Or I don't know like, if they're ever going to happen. Yeah, just in the yeah. conversation phase. Um, okay. No, okay. And, and I have a couple problem. others. that Those two, there's like a song on the table, but we haven't worked on them. And then there are a couple other people where it's just at like the email phase where we're just sending emails back and forth. Okay. So, yeah, yeah but there's like a lot of stuff I'm working on. I I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, congrats. That's Congratulations. like, that's, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited. I think our fans are going to be fans are really blown it. away because all the yeah. songs are completely different. So, okay. yeah. As a fan, I I am blown away. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I think we all are. Yeah. Um, so it's that it's that type of thing where I'm like, that's when I start to be like, oh gosh, I'm getting big opportunities. Like I'm blowing up on the back end. Like people are saying yes to me that would normally say no. Like this isn't this is growing really quickly. Mm-hmm. But like, then I look at our Instagram, I'm like, we have 16,000 followers. Like that's not like the, the friends that I'm talking to have like 300,000, 500,000. I'm like, I still feel small, Yeah. but yeah. my opportunities are big. So this must be growing really quickly. Yeah, <sighs> definitely. Definitely. You know? Um, so how do you feel about the reception to your newest album? Um, great. I, awesome. Yeah, great. The end. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I was ready to quit around that time. Like I was ready to be really done. Uh, I didn't know if I was going to make that record mm-hmm. just because the album before we were doing a four piece and the original people um, I let go just through different reasons that don't need to be said, but okay. I let them go. And then it was like, I still was, I started getting tours really quickly. So I needed people to tour with. And so I just asked random friends from different friend groups. And, you know, when you put a bunch of people in a car for a month, you really figure people out. So these people who are like kind of good friends became like either best friends or like people who really didn't like me, um, which is okay. It's not like people, who I tell this to, they're like, oh, you're so nice. They must have been mean. But I'm like, no, I was, you heard it in my songs. Like I was unhealthy and I was trying to grow. Like I wasn't the best me. I don't think I, I could have been nicer to these people in the past. I don't think I was rotten, but I think that, you know, my intentions of like how long I wanted them in the project could have been, a lot of people got their feelings hurt when I was like, cool, thank you for playing that tour with me. And they're like, can I come on another? And I was like, I don't even know if I'm going to go on the next one. So I don't know what to tell you. And people will be disappointed and things like that. Cause everyone wants, you know, people who play music want a tour and, um, you know, dollar amounts. Like I said, I started making money this year. So dollar amounts weren't always the most amazing. And people had these like ideas of how much they would make and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so at that point I was like, I'm done. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I can't do this with a full band because I have all these people that I'm paying every penny to i'm not making any money i'm Mm. paying myself back for what i put into it everyone else is i'm paying and everyone's still disappointed that they're not getting paid enough i'm like i am bleeding i have nothing here super whatever you know everyone's saying it's growing like crazy but like i have nothing to show for it like Mm. i'm still borrowing money from my wife's mom like this is this isn't a livelihood i'm 26 like i i i want to have a family like i need to do something Mm. and so I was talking to Chase about that and I was like, Hey, like, would you be interested in like just being me and you? And like, maybe I'll make the new record by myself. Cause I want to prove to myself that I can make an album for myself. And Chase is such a sweetheart. He was like, yeah, man, like I just want to be a part of this. I just want to be involved. Like I see something here and I just want to let you have that space to create and like, let me 
just help. I just want to tour and I just want to be a drummer. Like I want to make money doing this and like we get along. So like, let's, let's make it happen. And so, yeah, the new record kind of, I don't know. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. It did. All your, all your answers are so interesting. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. You got, you got a lot of cool stories to tell and you're sharing Definitely. them all here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. I don't know. Did that answer the question? What was the, can you repeat the question one more time? <laughs> the question was like, can, like the reception, the reception to your newest album. Yes. yes. Thank you. So I like, I, I do this with my wife a lot and she's like, oh my God, you're, bring it back. Um, <laughs> the point of all that being, I was done. I was ready to be done. I didn't care if people liked it per se. I needed to make something for myself that was honest. And I needed to make something for myself that wasn't like impeded by someone being like, we need this guitar riff. We need this drum thing. Like it has yeah. to be this way. I was like, I want it to just breathe and I want it to just live and I want it to just exist. And so right when I released the first single, the day before the first single, I, te I teased it, and that post got like 3,500 likes. And I was like, people are so excited for the record. And I yeah. dropped the first single, and like, it did not do well. Oh. Better. Like, the reception was way smaller than I expected. The likes, responses, listens were way smaller than I expected. And I was like, well, maybe I lost all the movements fans. Like, maybe I lost all the kids that are into like the more like, kind of like the alternative scene. Like, maybe I lost those fans, but like, my fans are getting. I feel like I have a younger fan base from the water park store and I feel like these kids are just dedicated and like the, the average of my fan base age went a lot lower. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. cause my fans were like, my, you know, I'm 26. They're like around the same age as me. And then, you know, after that water park store, they got a lot younger. And I was like, I think that's who's left is the people who are like the people who really are into like a more produced sound and like people can, who can respect that and enjoy it. And so I released it and it, it felt like, I kind of like dug my own grave. I was like, okay, are people going to like this? And then a song got on the radio and got on like online radio and my local radio station. And then it got on like a ton of radio stations. Yeah. And then it got on a ton of playlists. And then a second song, the second song we released did the exact same thing. And then the third song we released did the exact same thing. I was like, whoa, like this is big. Like yeah. Yeah. really big. Yeah. Better hit a million streams in like a quarter of the time it took Catherine with a K to hit a million streams. So I'm like, wow, like this is growing way, way, way faster. Like I might not have those initial fans, but like the people that are here, super whatever is their favorite band now. Like I have yeah. real like dedicated fans. So I lost kind of like the kids that were thought it was cool to like super whatever. And now I have fans that are like, I love super whatever. So yeah, it feels really nice. Yeah. Long story short, it feels really nice to have that. Good. I, I think you'd rather have the core fan base than people that just think it's cool to like a certain band. Mm -hmm. Well, the moment you like change your sound, around. they're going to run away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah so exactly. You've got a dedicated group that loves everything that you put out. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So uh, recently you actually tweeted out that you had uh, three new remixes. Can you tell us anything about that? Um, can you get all my secrets? Um, you don't have to leak it if if you don't want to. I don't. No one ever asks, so I never get the opportunity to. I love oh. leaking stuff. Um, oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> I've literally like in Instagram lives. I've played all my new. <laughs> I've played almost every single new song. I just play it, and then I'll get like a couple people to watch. Usually on my personal, so I, not an, not all the super ever fans see it, but like yeah. I'll mm -hmm. leak it to my small little little group of people yeah um yeah i have three new songs uh three new remixes coming out hopefully three i think three okay. um okay. shooting for three but we have the two melancholies and ones mm -hmm. um with veins and my buddy tyler four names and then um the next one coming out i don't know if anyone knows jordy signs he played um bass for Oh, I don't think anyone would know him. He played bass for the Headliner Tour two years ago. So when I played to like no one. Um, mm. He's amazing. His wife, Emily Sines, did photography for our Headliner. Um, oh, wow. Nice. But Jordy is an incredible artist. Everyone should go listen to his band. Um, well, his project. It's a solo project. Jordy's S-A-E-N-Z. Um, I 
I love him. I asked him to do a remix and he said yes. So that one's coming out next. And then while I was on tour with Chapel, they said they would do one. So I don't know if Carter is going to finish it, okay. but I sent him the vocal stems yesterday. So I'm, but then they just posted that the computer is broken. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that'll be the one after. And then um, MC4D that did a remix with Waterparks um, is going to be doing one. So mm-hmm. Melancholism, So Am I, Life, Better, in that order. And then I've been speaking to Lil Aaron about potentially doing a feature on Melancholism, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. So that's what's in the works. It might all come out. None of it might come out, but... Mm-hmm that's the plan awesome wow yeah. cool well, looking forward to that life one that's actually my favorite song off the new album so thank um, you yeah uh so you, you emo so yes. emo yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's me um so you recently tweeted that you spoke to austin knight and you and he said that you should have cussed in better uh mm-hmm. but you said you'll be saying fuck in the new song can you tell us anything about that <laughs> Um, I was like, I'm not going to cuss anymore. I feel bad. Like we have fans that are older. We have fans that are younger. Um, but I was like, as our fan, like our, I would say the, the median of our fan base was getting younger. I was like, I feel so bad singing, um, Benjamin alphabet with these people like everyone's saying the f word at my shows and like (laughs) i feel like i would i would just look at parents and be like i'm so sorry (laughs) like yeah yeah. i know i know i know what i'm doing and so i talked to austin um actually while we're on tour and i was like i'm not cussing anymore i'm not gonna cuss i'm not gonna say any bad words and Mm -hmm. so that's why um don't you want to be glad has no bad words which yeah yeah um i think never nothing has like one or two um but yeah, I was like, I can't do it. And he was like, dude, like, just do it. Just make a radio edit. Courtney was pushing me too. Um, but I was like, nope, not doing it. And so I just went to make the song with Mark. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to cuss. I'm just going to let myself feel the emotions I'm feeling and let the mm-hmm. words come out. And if it, if it's a cuss word, it's a cuss word. And so the song has, I say the F word in the song a couple times. Damn. Um, cool. But yeah, that was, I actually texted, I texted Austin. I was like, this is your fault. <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> you good? Every, I, my brain is off right now. But anyways, <laughs> speaking of new songs, you also said you started writing for um, SW3. Is there anything you can tell us? Anything at all? Like, Anything you can leak, maybe? Um, no, I can't. Okay. That's one thing okay. I'm not gonna. Dang. I won't, but there will be. Uh, let's say this: there will be. Um, there will definitely be features on the record because okay. I had so much fun making this song. I want to be cool. Like I don't think I don't know if that was like. It's not going to be our biggest track. It's not going to be. I think the one everyone remembers in 20 years, but I'm proud of it. And I think it was fun and I love creating with other people because I'm, I'm new to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, there will be features all over the album. I don't understand how people have are on like album five without any features. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just want to make music with other people. And if I love their voice, they get to be all over it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. that's one thing is there will be features um and there will be a lot of co-writes so i usually don't write with other people and i'm um i'm working with tyler four names um to write with some people so okay. Okay. cool yeah. that's exciting gotta that's be collaborative big. yeah that's okay. big awesome. yeah trying to develop a sound you know yeah yeah awesome so um, we just spoke to Happy like the other day and asked them what their favorite uh, pastel is emo uh, tour memory is. And we wanted to ask the same question to you. Do you have like a memory that sticks out from that tour? Um, hmm. Good question. Thank you. Yeah. We got to take an RV, which was so cool. Yeah. Um, I would say the best memory would be 
I'm pretty like reclusive when it comes to touring. I'm just pretty reclusive in general. Mm-hmm. I try not to be, but it's difficult for me. And so I didn't spend much time with everyone and I feel really bad about it. I do that every tour. I'm like, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And then I like sit in the car the whole time. I'm like, I'm going to lose my voice if I don't like <laughs> avoid. Um, hanging out with Happy was amazing. They're, they're so awesome. Mm-hmm. Hanging out with Chapel was amazing. Hanging out with all the teams. Like it's not just the bands. There's like merch people. There's, you know, tour managers. Like it's, it's a whole group it's a pretty sizable group mm-hmm. um but just hanging out with everyone hanging out with jess obviously my wife is the best thing i get to experience in my entire life mm-hmm. um especially bringing her on tour but yeah i would say i would say them being excited really was an amazing experience for me like that was the memory i i left with was just like our rooms weren't always the most packed you know, our rooms weren't always sold out, but they were still excited to be there and getting to see that, like the headliner we did two years ago, the openers were disappointed that the rooms weren't packed. And I was like, we're not a big band yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to tour and have fun. Like, I'm sorry. And I felt like Mm -hmm. I had to be really apologetic over that, but it was amazing that Chapel and Happy were appreciative, even though the rooms might've not been always the most packed, that they were just really enjoying being there. It's funny. I will say two years ago, that tour was called the happy to be here tour Mm -hmm. and no one was happy to be there. And on this tour, everyone was saying, literally everyone was like, thank you, Skylar, for taking me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm like, that's so funny. This tour is like called Pastel Zemo, but like everyone is saying the old tour name to me. Like, I'm so happy to be here. So yeah, yeah. just the appreciation and like the fact that everyone was enjoying themselves was very, very important to me. And, And I left very happy so yeah good i'm glad that uh everything worked out and you got a good group of bands that uh, actually appreciated you bringing them out on tour um so do you have any pre-show rituals before you go out on stage (laughs) um chase and i make up one like every single night okay i love chase but we just like are dumb Uh a lot of times (laughs) he'll have like on, he brought um, Tati on tour, his girlfriend, okay. and obviously Jess was there. And so a lot of times we like, he will be sleeping the whole day, or just hanging out with Tati. But then like the like hour before the show, or like the thirty minutes before our set, um, we'll like reconvene and just hang out. Um, he does a lot of jump rope. He's like very physically fit. I'm not, so I watch him jump rope. Um, That's your workout. <laughs> We'll just be stupid in the green room and like get excited. He likes being really pumped. I don't because I have um, anxiety. And so if I get too pumped, I get nervous. And so I try to pretend like I'm not about to go on stage. And so he's like, dude, get pumped, get pumped with me. I'm like, no, let me watch you get pumped and let me like do my breathing exercises and do my vocal warm ups. Like, so um, this last tour, that's actually one. I started doing vocal warm ups. So I didn't lose my voice because I've lost my voices. My I've lost my voice on tour and it's been very embarrassing. Um, so I started using an app and just like practicing my warm ups and he jump ropes. And that's pretty much it. And we make sure we have our in ear monitors and our packs and the click is ready and we both have water. Um, that was a big thing. We didn't bring water bottles on tour. We tried to do a no water bottle tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made sure our canteens were filled and stuff like that. So that would be our ritual. Pretty like, just make sure that the show is yeah, pretty gonna much happen. Yeah. Type of thing. Make sure you're all ready. Yeah. 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 Okay. No like yeah. handshakes or anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's still cool though. It's good. It's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are your top three songs to perform live? Like, you really look forward to those on the set list. It changes a lot, you know. Like, okay. I think that when playing i used to just be like what's gonna make the crowd excited and i'm like i'm just in my little world up there Mm -hmm. and if people are excited that's cool and if it flops like i had fun and like (laughs) that's that's almost as good um i love playing windows in the world end because it's hard Mm -hmm. and we mess up sometimes but i'm proud of it because it's like I feel like it tests my skills as an as a musician. Chase and I will leave the stage after the show and he'll be like, "Dude, my wrist hurts so bad. Like that was it's just a hard song to play." Uh-huh. Yeah. Um the drummer that wrote it is like just a 
beast. And so we just, it's, it's, it's a fun one. I'm really proud of that song. Um, I love playing Catherine with a K because you know what song it is when I first start playing it. So I like wait to play, wait to play, wait to play. I'll finish my, like what I'm saying. And then I'll hit the first note and people are like, ah! and like freak out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that's really fun. That yeah, it's like every single show. We actually, we played a show and the sound guy was being a butt and like wasn't, we were way past our set times because you, it's like 8.15, that's when you play or like 10.15, that's when you play. And he was still setting up mics and was like, I can't figure out the drum mics. And it was like 15 minutes into our set and we only had a 30 minute set. And mm -hmm. so I was like, dude, like, come on. And so I literally like, he was so frustrated with us because he's like, you guys just don't get it. And was like being really rude yeah. and really disrespectful. And I was like, man, I just, I really just want to play. Like, I'm sorry, Ken, I'll just start if you want to just keep working. Like, I don't know what's taking you so long, what's going on. Um, but I just started playing Catherine with a K and the whole audience started singing this song Damn. Um, with, with the mics weren't even on yet. And uh -huh. so the whole audience was just singing. I was like, this is so fun. Like, yeah, I get to have this moment. Um, those two um third i just like playing the new songs so like better is really fun mm -hmm. some of the shows everyone knows the word to better or the words to better mm -hmm. people have been like oh it's so lame of me so like better is my favorite song and that's so lame because that's like the most popular song i'm like i have a most popular song that's so cool <laughs> like you can it oh that's the song that everyone likes uh i've never had that before don't take that from me <laughs> like yeah. you can like the lame one because everyone likes it like i've never does that make sense i've never had that i've never had yeah. a, oh that's the one everyone likes yeah. moment um so we would play it like two or three times like we would play it and then be like thank you and then finish our set and people were like one more song and then we just play better again yeah <laughs> and then we'd play our encore but i'd be like it's so much fun that everyone like knows every word and like screams it that i was like let's just play it again and it's hard to play someone somewhere somehow without like it's like such a sad song that i want to bring it back up so i just keep playing better okay right. um yeah that's my answer okay i like awesome. that yeah. So, okay. So this is like a really deep question. So I apologize in advance, but like, um, <laughs> so where do you see your band in the next five years? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is that a good, is that a good answer? Yeah, I have no idea. That answer, we get that answer a lot, actually. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it would be arrogant to say that I'm going to be playing stadiums. I think it would be arrogant to say that I'm going to be any bigger than I am now. Um, I've been spending a lot of time on TikTok and TikTok's growing so fast. Like I got 16,000 followers on Instagram over the course of like three and a half years of being on Instagram, like the band Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, TikTok's going to break 10K tonight oh or tomorrow. Congrats. And I've been using it. Thank you. I have had it since November, but I've been using it regularly for two weeks. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Dang. Yeah, Dude. So, TikTok's that new platform. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to. I, from that, Melancholyism has gained fifty-seven thousand monthly listeners just on that song alone. Wow. So, which is a big deal in two weeks. I'm like, wow, like this is really reaching people. Uh -huh. yeah. And so, I'm trying to like see just how far that can take me. Just even though like we're in quarantine, like releasing a song with Mark Hoppus and working my butt off on TikTok, I'm like, I think we can level up by the time the quarantine's lifted. Like, yeah. I think we can actually like sell out every room. I think we'll have fans in the UK. Like, I think we will, I want, my goal is to hit hundred thousand followers on TikTok by the end of the year. Okay. Um, and I know people that have done that in four months. So I'm like, I want, I want to grow this thing as big as it can get. And I'm not going to, stop i've had friends that are like yeah man like i don't know about songwriting like i, I i'm not comfortable with that stuff like that i'm like i want to do everything i can to grow my business i want to do everything i can to feed my family i gonna do everything i can to help my fans and so whatever that looks like in five years i know what it's going to look like by the end of the year i know my like personal short-term goals but you know i think releasing a song with mark and growing tiktok is is what I got in the immediate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Congrats again on the TikTok. That's that's fantastic. Honestly, yeah, that's, like, that's that's huge. Thank that's you. Huge. That feels like blowing up. I'm like, whoa. I'm I'm like, on track to hit like, fifty 
by like mid next month. Good luck. Wow. I hope you do. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be you insane. deserve that. Yeah. Thanks. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so for the last couple of questions, do you mind if we pull away from music? That's fine. All right, cool. Um, so if you were on death row, what would your last meal be and why? With a drink. With a drink. <laughs> With a drink? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrified of jail. I'm terrified of being bad. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, can I just tell you a meal I like? Yeah, yeah, sure. yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's better. That yeah, works. that's yeah. good. Oh, that's yeah. Um, I really like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh yeah. I, I eat like a college kid. I like love easy. Oh no, no, I have an answer. Okay, I've been, okay. For quarantine, I've eaten quinoa Ooh. with eggs chopped chives and sriracha Ooh. almost every single day yeah. one to two meals a day okay sometimes i add tofu it's my little bowl of happiness and i love it very much um yeah so that'd be my answer for that for drinks i really like um i'm of age i drink a good amount of whiskey um with my dinner and mm-hmm. so i like um, I like good whiskey. Okay. Good. So, okay. I'll say good whiskey or good wine. I've been getting into good red wine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a great meal, actually. I haven't heard that one. I would I would like to make that someday. All right, cool. You should. Yeah. Use veggie stock in a quinoa. It's game changer. Ooh. All right. I'm, I'm going to try that next week. Thank you. Thank awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Um... I really like Adventure Time. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So somewhere there. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I think it's called, oh, I don't even remember what it's called. I like cartoons a lot. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Clarence. I used to be yes. obsessed with Clarence. Um, his world seems pretty sick. Um, mm-hmm. Just to be a kid again sounds awesome. Um, I really like Sanjay and Craig. Um, mm-hmm. The artist who did Sanjay and Craig on Cartoon Network actually was going to do Televisión, the cartoon music video. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking and we ended up going with someone that um, Hopeless chose. Um, Eat, Eat the Danger is his name. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I love Sanjay and Craig. I love that artist. I actually met him and he, he um, got weirded out by me being a fan. I was oh. like, dude, I love, I love your cartoons. He's like, oh, Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Calm down. He came to one of my shows, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. yeah. Um, Fanboyed out. Oh, I freaked out. He was very weirded out. Oh. Um, so cartoons, any any cartoon uh, places? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Solid. So this okay. This is the this is sadly the last question, but it is definitely the most important question. There's no no doubt in my mind that this will not take over 30 minutes. Anyways, though. Uh, so what's your favorite color? Ah, <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Just kidding. I know. Um, <laughs> I like, I mean, I like pastel. I like pastel colors. I really yeah. like light, like soft colors. Um I would consider myself an emo kid. That's why the record is called. I mean, that's why like pastel is emo. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a really like, colorful record because like, emotion is a spectrum, yeah. but also like, I just love pastels. I'm gonna mm-hmm. make like an Easter egg ass record, and like make it, emo, and I'm mm-hmm. going to tell people that pastel is emo. Like emo Easter was how it used to be called, and now it's called pastels emo. But I love pastels, and I'm like, I paint my nails. Like I want, I think being soft is great. I think being cute is great. Yeah, I love green. Excuse me, my voice cracked. I love green. I love green a lot. So like a pastel green is my Mm -hmm. favorite color of all time. Um, My phone case is pink. I think pink is cool, Um, but I like green a lot. Like I don't know why. I don't have like synesthesia, but like. My birthday is August 6th, and I think of green when I think of my birthday for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like like a light shade of green. Uh-huh. All right. 
It's a very, like very nice color. Yeah. It's very soft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Big fan. So that is all the questions we have for you. Is there, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, hmm. How, we have a question. How long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, since October. October. You said yeah. October? Yeah. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank that you. really, that seriously means a that, ton. That means, yeah, that means the world. Yeah. yeah, y'all are doing a really good job. It's really thank cool. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have much to plug. I don't really, I mean, as much as I have going on, I don't have much going on. Um, <laughs> I think all the artists that I've mentioned, if any of you are a fan of Super or whatever, like, please go check out Veins. He's incredibly talented. Check out Hush. Like, Deep Cuts, check out 1994, where I got my inspiration from for Super or whatever. Like, everyone I've mentioned, 1975, Frank Ocean, all those people, like, dive into my brain and, like, find what I like, because that's what excited me about different artists. Like, if you want to, if you want to know what to expect for the next record, like, do your research and just, yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's my answer. Nothing to plug. All right. Just listen to good music. Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, so thank you so much for sitting down with us, Sky. Uh, this has been Sky from Super Whatever and We're the Good Noise Podcast.